This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome back to the last hour of uh, the Power Zone on Power 98.7. Our time is five minutes after the hour, two o'clock, and we right into uh, the final hour of uh, the Tuesday installment of uh, the show. We're going to be shifting our focus to the young ones, right? Uh, the kids, uh, they're uh, going back to school, uh, most of them. I mean, as the year starts, uh, the little ones uh, find themselves really gearing up for a new start, a new environment for most. Uh, so we well this morning I just rope in Bule Makura, who's a social worker and a life coach, uh, to just help us get them ready, right, uh, for the big world and this transition into preschool. So, uh, what are you doing? How are you faring? How are you actually navigating this whole separation from uh, the little one who is now emerging, right, uh, finding themselves and becoming a little adult? I won't even say young adult because, uh, yeah, they are so tiny, so nanas. So we call them a little adults uh, this morning. And Bulelo is here. If you're a parent and you're listening to uh, this conversation, uh, maybe give us a sense of how you've navigated uh, this particular space. Often on day one, you'd find that, uh, you know, some of them would be crying hysterically because they don't want to be uh, separated from uh, their uh, parents and others. You'd find them uh, just trying to uh, find meaning in terms of the new environment uh, that uh, they find themselves in and for others it takes time all right in terms of the transition uh, phase uh, but as a parent you've got your work really cut out for you here in preparing the young one uh, for preschool we're on 0861 987 this morning we're also railing behind uh, the hashtag power zone uh, there by x going by at power fm and nine Eight seven Bulelo, compliments. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Katleho. Thank you so much for having me. Compliments of the new season to you as well. Yeah, no. I uh, really, really appreciate uh, you giving us your time uh, this morning. And uh, like I was saying, I'm just uh, just doing this uh, intro here. I'm imagining the little one uh, just grabbing onto uh, their mom's little dress there and not wanting to move or even uh, in any way face the other kids and the likes. Uh, these are some of the challenges uh, that parents tend to uh, find themselves navigating uh, as they send the young ones to preschool. It can be the first day or even them returning back to school, uh, sometimes it becomes uh, somewhat of a, a struggle. Preschool, let's talk. Mm-hmm. So what I want to say um, is that the preparation doesn't start on that first day of school. Mm-hmm. Um, the preparation starts much earlier. You know, it depends on the relationship between the parent and the child. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not late, too late to start if you haven't kind of done things the correct way, so to speak. Mm. So children, from from the time they're in the belly up to the up to seven years old, those are the formative years. That's when the most development happens. Mm. And the things that they need the most are connection, talking to them, playing with them, a healthy home environment and community. Mm. Those are the five things that every child needs in the formative years. 
So if you're spending a lot of time connecting with your child, playing with your child, talking to your child, um, and just creating a healthy home environment, and also getting support for yourself. We know we've all heard that it takes a, a village to raise a child. Mm. Um, it's so, so important you know, to have all those elements to be able to give the child a secure attachment to the primary parents as well as other adults around them um, mm. and to make them safe. That sense of safety and that secure attachment is what really prepares them for that first day of school or going back to school. Mm. And children who, who have a safe attachment, who have mm. a secure attachment, don't really display um, so much that separation anxiety um, because they, they, know, they know that they can trust their parents. They know that their parents will come back for them. They know what, you know, they, 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 they get that preparation and they, mm. they have that security that their parents are there for them. And really, when you look at it, uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all uh, kind of a situation here. Uh, so one cannot even say that you've cracked uh, this parenting code. Uh, so uh, you, you really, it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve all of the time uh, because uh, these young ones can also uh, be uh, tricky. They can also be uh, something else on their own uh, to a point whereby uh, maybe, let's say, in the house, you know, we, uh, we are fine. You know, we talk about it and we're like, listen, you're going to big school now. You are a big boy and everything else. And they get there and suddenly they're like, uh-uh, anxiety is like some sort of a stage fright that kicks in. So as a parent, and then then they start, you know, more or less going through all of these separation anxieties and, and the likes. At, at that point in time, you're thrusted into somewhat of a crisis. How does one navigate that? Do you take them back home? Do you leave them there crying? Do you now try by all means to convince and bargain with them uh, to say, we, we spoke about this, that you're going to big school, uh, daddy's not going away, uh, mommy's coming back later, and, and, and stuff like that. How, how do you deal with that as, as a parent? 100%. Um, they, they, they will still be anxious, even if you, you've talked to them and you've prepared them at home and all of that. I think what we need to um, realize is that they are children. They are developing human beings. Mm -hmm. They are learning to navigate social settings. They are learning to build relationships. And yes, they they have different personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, Some are introverts, some are extroverts, you know. And introverts in the sense that not that they're shy or they're afraid of people, but that they they are more comfortable with their own company or they're more comfortable with the company of one or two people, you know, and they thrive in that. And then others are just, you know, naturally outwardly focused and they get their energy from interacting with others, you know. So, yes, they they, they are children and, and they're different, they're developing. So as a parent, we need to be supportive all the time. So be careful to not make the child feel like you are punishing them for for a natural reaction or like a childlike natural reaction. So we shouldn't shout at them. We shouldn't scold them. Yes, be firm where we need to be firm and uh, show them that we're serious, uh, but reassuring as well that um, I'm going to be here. And then to follow through with our promises. If we said, I'm going to be here, uh, when you come out, I'll be waiting for you to be there. Or um, if we're not going to be there, uh, make an arrangement for somebody that they trust to be there um, waiting for them. 
So it's, it's that as well, that we, we, we keep our promises, we're consistent in, in what we're saying to them, and they know that they can rely on us. Mm. And that element as well of you basically being present, uh, it plays a big role, right? Uh, compared to you maybe, let's say, sending them to school through a scholar transport of some sort. It's a different experience altogether because then uh, I guess the young one seemingly would find themselves a little bit lost and they'll have to fend for themselves and, and find their way and grow up in that instant uh, compared to you having dropped them off at school? Yeah, that that will be a, a different experience. But mm. also, again, um, we understand that people have different circumstances, mm. you know, and it might be like a matter of you feel like you don't have an option as a parent but mm. to um, arrange scholar transport for your child. But mm. also to, to try, you know, as much as possible to... Build a relationship with yeah. the driver, whoever is responsible for transporting the kids, um, and you know, having a co- constant conversation, you know, constant interaction to find out how is the ch- how is your child doing, and talking to your child as well, you know, how how safe do they feel? Um, yeah, you know, so you know, if you don't have an option, you you, you can still have ways of trying to make the experience as as, as pleasant and as safe as possible for your child. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's still that, that talking to the child mm-hmm. and making them feel safe and secure. And in terms of also uh, th- that environment whereby they're now, it's no longer you, me, uh, daddy, uh, and, 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 and uh, you know, I will see in the house. Uh, you know, it, it's it's basically kids of different colors, uh, different age groups, and, and the likes. Uh, that can tend to overwhelm the little one. How do you you know, prepare them? Uh, do you encourage them to say, uh, when you're going there, you're going to make friends and and, and the likes? Uh, where, uh, how do we actually navigate this awkwardness that would come with the young one now finding themselves with a whole lot of these other people in their space? Um, you know, from the, around the age of, of, of three, mm-hmm. um, especially if children have had a secure attachment before that, they are almost naturally ready to, to, to develop independence and to start interacting with, with different people. Um, so it, it, it's not too much of a, of, of a jump, you know. It, it's, um, you're not totally taking them out of the, the natural development process. So it is just about that interaction and talking to them, talking to, to them about what to expect. And if, if it's possible, like if it's a, it's, a, it's a child who's going to school for the first time, if it's possible, take them with you um, while you're still, you know, researching and, and deciding this is the school that you're going to take the child. Take them with them beforehand. Uh, and also, I think they usually schools will open um, a day or two before the children actually have to come to school. Um, you can take the child to school, let them meet the teachers, let them see the classroom that they're going to be spending time in, the playground and what they're going to be doing, you know, when they're there at school. So all those things can help to prepare the child to feel safe and um, and also to not worry too much, you know, because when children are together, they also imitate each other. Um, around preschool and onwards, they're around, they're around an age where they're ready to socialize. So when they see other children um, 
comfortable and playing and and they're children who na- will naturally you know make the others feel more comfortable so we should also not worry too much um about it but also um if if you feel that it's taking your child um a lot of time to adjust like a couple of weeks into school a month into school they're still not adjusting they're still not happy and they still seem anxious maybe it it is something to look at you know is there more to it you know um could they be having a learning disability you know um could they be struggling to um to fit into that environment maybe it's not even uh the child themselves but the environment is not conducive to them and that's another thing that we shouldn't be scared to change environments until you find something that is suitable for for your child and and for yourself mm. when do we start introducing uh, that element of independence uh, where a young ones are concerned uh, in a way that uh, we will uh, in any way uh, position them to be able to do things for themselves outside of us you know when they are at school they are alone so uh, more or less uh, in terms of things like picking up the books after themselves making sure that they come home with the socks still two not one and the other missing those kind of things can can you really say that the child at that early of an age would need to be armed in that manner in a way that you teach them independence from here Yeah like like as I said um they they start to naturally develop uh was independence from around the, the age of 3 mm-hmm. so just to observe them and see you know what are, what even at home what are some of the things that they want to do on their own if it's safe allow them to do those things on their own because that makes them feel confident that they can handle uh situations on their own and you know help them here and there if you see they're struggling um but largely leave them to 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 their own devices living at home because that helps them to build their confidence and then you know help them with instructions you know when they go home i mean when they go to school um to say well, if you take off your shoes put them in your bag um if you do if you're playing on the playground and you put your bag here um remember where you put your bag and, and go get it or or talk to a friend and 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 ask them to remind you where your bag is or show the teacher where you put your bag you know so to kind of give them some skills of of how to navigate the school environment but also like i said to be patient with them because they are developing and navigating these feelings of anxiety and this social setting so if they lose their shoes they lose their socks you know what at the beginning we just have to keep replacing those things because um it's going to take a while for them to to learn to be fully independent we can't expect um <laughs> you know very young children to be responsible you know to be fully responsible they 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 learn it mm. so we need to give them that room to learn as well mm. but also uh, kids are, are a different ball game altogether uh, let, let's shift our focus now to the parent uh, because you too can go through your very own issues your uh, emotions uh, the separation anxieties and the likes where you're calling koskolong uh, every 5 minutes just to check if the young one is okay you are not sure you know of what is happening and you're unsettled how how do we actually now deal with you as a parent here So you as a parent as well um 
if you've done your research and you're happy with the environment that you've chosen for your child, then you need to trust your decision. You need to trust your choice that where you have placed your child, um, the, the child is safe, they will be taken care of. Um, and find ways, you know, to, to deal with your stress. You know, breathing techniques, relaxation yeah. techniques. <laughs> you know, um, talk to a friend yeah. um, and, and, and calm down because also um, you want to give those the caregivers a chance you know, to look after your child and to prove to themselves that they you, you've made the right decision by choosing them, you know. Mm-hmm. So you need to find your own way to calm yourself down. Um, and you're right, you know, that's a, actually a very good point that you're bringing up. Children pick up from us as parents as yeah. well, you know. If we have an en- energy of anxiety and uh, we're stressed, they pick mm-hmm. up on that, you know, and that's going to make their experience unpleasant. But if we've calmed ourselves down and we are relaxed, we come, they'll also pick up from that. Yeah, yeah. And also, I guess you should be one person that trusts in the process, right? You've pushed the kid there. It's now time for them to really in any way find their feet. Do you find it tricky, maybe in the girl child compared to the boy child? Or children are just children are just children. When they want to start crying now, they can start crying. It doesn't matter here. Who is having it easier the 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 boy parent or uh, the 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 girl parent how, how do you actually uh, actually categorize it here it, i think it, it it really depends on the child's personality i don't think it, it 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 depends on the gender boy or girl you know um you can have sensitive boys you know you can have um how can i put it with girls uh, like a, a a tomboyish girl or a girl who seems stronger emotionally, you know. So children have different personalities as well, you know. So you, 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 you need to learn your child and see what kind of personality do they have, you know. And I, I think we, we're kind of shifting, you know, which is a positive thing. We are shifting from that thing of boys don't cry. I, I hope parents are not still saying that to their children, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Um, and and it, it all comes back to the relationship with the parents, you know. Mm. Uh, if, if you do as much as you can to, to make your child feel safe emotionally, um, it will help them. It will go a long way to helping them adjust um, to their school environment and to a new mm. social life. Mm. Do parents really talk to their kids? I mean, one of the most important elements that you've mentioned there when we started our conversation was around you as a parent having to talk to your young one. Um, uh, maybe uh, prepare them, uh, maybe find out from them what what really hurts them, what makes them happy. Uh, do we find parents being intentional about uh, just finding out and getting closer uh, to the young one and understanding them as it goes and that can help you in the long run as a parent here or or, or we still have a long way to go in terms of like what you've mentioned there to say uh, you need to give the boy that space the boy child that space to cry and be in touch with their emotions and uh, their likes do we see parents being intentional about really really in any way intensifying uh, their communication with the young ones Mm. I, 
I, I think I'm seeing a, a shift, you know, towards there's a movement <laughs> called conscious parenting. Excuse yeah. me. I see a lot more parents talking about conscious parenting and, and learning. You know, people are not say, are not making an excuse anymore to say um, parenting doesn't come with a manual. You know, people are reading parenting books. They are following parenting experts on social media. Um, but obviously, you know, it, it, it depends on, on what resources are available for you. You know, like there are people who work uh, six mm. to six, you know, 12-hour jobs. And yeah. it might be harder for that parent to invest the time in, in learning about parenting. And we tend to kind of um, just transfer whatever was done mm. by our parents. And we just, you know, transfer it down to our own kids. You know, but I... I see a, a shift, and I would encourage that. You know, if if you have a phone, you have YouTube, um, go and, and search, you know, for information on how to raise a, chi- a five-year-old child, how to mm-hmm. pre- prepare a child for preschool, you know, and, and, not, and let it not just be theory in your head, but practice the actual things that, that you see. You know, I, I, I watched um, a video um, on YouTube, it's, um, it's, it's, it was a TED talk by a child, actually, a seven, seven-year-old child. Mm. And um, it was so, what's the word that I'm looking for? But it, it made it so um, clear because she, she, she made a, a kind of an exper- experiment while on stage, you know, showing a, a young one playing with the dad. And when the dad uh, started looking at the screen and not paying attention to the child, the child started crying and, and acting kind of confused and anxious. You, you could just see, you know, the difference on stage. So if people do that, invest the time in, 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 in finding resources, you know, to, to, to fortify yourself as a parent, that will help us, you know, to shift a whole lot of more of us, to shift our parenting, um, to be more conscious, to be more intentional, um, to, to prepare our children more for the world and the experiences that they will have in the world. Yeah, I like what you said there, uh, the conscious uh, parenting. So you really are rooted, you're aware, uh, you're able to pick up on some of these things and you're able to intervene. I mean, this also helps the young one uh, when they come back from school and then you're present to help them with their schoolwork. So it's not like you threw them there, uh, you thrusted them in into that particular space and uh, you more or less just uh, let them fend for themselves. I guess in making them to be comfortable would be you also showing interest when they come back to say, how was school? And you ask them and then you're curious and you encourage them and, and the likes. Uh, that that would be you also helping them to adjust if they were struggling a bit. Mm-hmm, 100%. And also conscious parenting is also about looking at yourself. You know, uh, parenting, the, the parenting journey is full of triggers. You know, um, it's also an opportunity for you to 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 heal your own childhood traumas so that you don't just, you know, uh, visit them upon your children. So to look at when my child is screaming, what is it that makes me to not be able to tolerate that, you know? Or what what is it that makes me impatient about this child? Or when my child speaks like this, what makes me... Um, feel disrespected, you know. So to interrogate those emotions, to not just assume or, or that children understand respect the way we, re- we understand respect, 
you know, or to assume that the child is being disrespectful when they act in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But to be more questioning and interrogating of their behavior and our reaction to their behavior. You know, mm-hmm. the more we, we develop that understanding, the better we relate to, to, to them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they can teach us a lot. You know, if you take parenting as an, a class as well for yourself to grow as a human being, you can get so much fulfillment out of it. You know, mm, yeah, no. I mean, also when you look at it, uh, the beginning of the formal learning journey uh, can be an exciting one uh, for uh, the young ones. So you wouldn't want to deprive them of uh, that particular experience. Just, just be there for them. You, you know, uh, be intentional as well. Uh, speak to them. Find out what doesn't sit well with them. Maybe if there's someone that is bullying them at school, making it difficult for them, you should be able to pick up on on some of these things. Uh, that is you then becoming intentional about uh, your parenting. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, parents really got the most and the best out of uh, this conversation here uh, with you, Bulelwa. If there's a, a, you know, a parent that is listening to us right now or someone that needs your assistance as a life coach, uh, how do we get hold of you? How do we follow you also on the social media pages? Um, okay, I, I, I run a virtual service so right. I do my counseling and coaching sessions in the evening mm-hmm. um, from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock in the evening. Um, my number is 076-665-7298. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram, I'm Bulelo Mahura. Facebook, Bulelo Mahura. Those are the two that I'm most active on. Awesome. Bulelo Mahura, she's on 076-665-7298. Do go there. You're not alone as a parent. And yeah, the world is... Just just reach out, right? I think one of the things also that would help, because like I said earlier on, Bulelo, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of a situation. So you would need a parent to reach out if maybe they are finding this young one to be more aggressive since they went to school and they don't understand how things are going or how ready to just navigate uh, this whole uh, parenting process altogether because it can be a tricky one uh, for a lot of parents uh, that were not ready uh, when you think about it. Uh, But uh, we really, really appreciate you giving us uh, your time. Uh, Don't be a stranger. Uh, We'll touch base with you soon, uh, Abulero. Thank you so much, Katlaho. Really appreciate it. Bulelwa Mahura coming through there as a social worker and a life coach, uh, helping us in uh, this uh, parenting conversation, if I, I may say, uh, because we're talking about how to really ensure that the transition is smooth uh, for a young one uh, that is going to preschool uh, this year. Uh, there are a lot of issues. Uh, you know, she mentioned uh, separation anxieties, uh, but you really need to to ensure that you create a safe and secure attachment space with your young one. Be as supportive as you can. Uh, the connection, very important. Talking to your child, very important. Playing with them, very important. Making them feel and know the sense of community, very, very important. Uh, so uh, those are some of the nuggets uh, that we got uh, from our transformation coach and uh, a social worker. Uh, this being Abuile Elwa. Mahura. Uh, she's there on socials. Bulelo Mahura. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.